Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Welcome back to the Redefining Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hardy, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. And today we've got a good one. I mean, they're all good ones. They're like my children. I love them all. They are all different and unique, but they are all fantastic. But this one's really cool because we dive into cannabis and the ever-expanding world that that is. And different products, different opportunities, um, different laws and regulations, depending where you're living. And it was uh, it was quite enjoyable, I must say. I must say. And it's been an interesting week. I spent most of the week hooked up to a PEMF device, blasting my knee with healing frequencies. As you may or may not have heard, I tore the meniscus in my right knee about three weeks ago. Uh, three weeks and two days ago, and I've been throwing everything that I can think of at it in order to help it to heal naturally and prevent the need for surgery. So I spent a good chunk of time blasting it with those frequencies, and then I was doing some magnet therapies. I've been sleeping with a, a, a powerful magnet underneath the knee, uh, grounding, infrared light, rehabilitative movement, you name it. I am trying it. Next up, I'm going to go see an osteopath and maybe start talking about uh, stem cell potential. But we shall see. I'd rather, I'd rather have my body produce its own stem cells first than have them injected. But it may come to that. Who knows? We shall see. Regardless, enough about me and my knee. Um, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. And I know it's a common thing. So you or someone you know probably has some knee issues. So let's hack the shit out of those and get ourselves feeling better. But regardless, today's podcast is with my friend CK, and before we get into that, I just want to remind you, uh, all of the show notes for this episode will be over at the blog, that'll be brianhardy.ca forward slash hi-fi, H-I-F-I. And that's because when I met CK, he was, or he still is, uh, working with and one of the founders of Hi-Fi Farms down in Oregon, and we talk a bit about that journey through the podcast. Um, I'm going to keep it short here. Uh, the song that I close with today is Whispers by Ayla Nereo. And if you heard my episode with Renee a couple weeks back, I closed that one out with The Course. And these are all from her album, The Code of the Flowers, which is phenomenal. I found it on Spotify. It's been blowing my mind and opening my heart in beautiful ways. And I hope it does the same for you. So you can get that at the end of this podcast episode. Um, but before we get there, we have a whole interview to enjoy. So if you're into cannabis, if you are into uh, the emerging economy, different products, if you're a creator, if you are have no information about cannabis and you want to learn more, then this is going to be a good one for you. 
because as I've said before, and I'll keep saying, cannabis is one of the most amazing plants that we have access to. And it's a medicinal plant, and it's a food plant, and it's a uh, very, very useful and functional crop that is going to do this world a lot of good. And it's interesting hearing from someone down in Oregon with a history in California and the west coast of the states because they are doing a much different approach down there than our government is doing up here. And I hope our government can learn from them because I think that their approach is superior in some ways. Uh, but Health Canada is a very, very strict organization. So either way, there are good options up here as well that I am tapped into and taking advantage of and really enjoying. So if you're in Canada and you want to connect either to a clinic or to a licensed producer, you want to get access to medical cannabis, just reach out to me through email or through Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is, and I'd be happy to connect you. Um, without further ado, though, we're going to get into this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your shares and your reviews in iTunes. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, just for listening, because talking on a microphone can sometimes feel lonely if you don't know that people are listening and people are benefiting. So if that is you, let me know. would love to hear about it. And uh, otherwise... Enjoy this episode with my friend, Mr. C.K. Koch from Hi-Fi Farms. Peace. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for, you know, giving me the time here, showing up. And, uh, yeah, I would love to, you know, hear about a little bit more in depth of the story that, I mean, you had originally told me. And to give context to the listeners here, um, I met CK about exactly one year ago at the Bulletproof Biohacking Conference in Pasadena. And it was a pretty synchronistic meeting where I was sitting on the steps outside the center and you recognized me, or you were sitting on the steps, I was walking, and uh, you had recognized me from a YouTube video that I did with a mutual friend years ago. And we connected. We went for dinner, I, I got tuned into some of the really cool stuff that you're doing in the cannabis world up in Portland, and um, yeah, that was really the beginning, and so I would love to get a bit of the backstory, sort of the entrepreneurial journey, as it were, as to, you know, how you, um, who are a very multifaceted individual, right, who work as a audio engineer and audio professional who then has this uh, this expertise and experience in the cannabis industry. So you can start wherever you like to start, but just, you know, give give people some context as to sort of where you've come from and, and what's brought you to doing what you're doing today. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it's really great to be here. Excited to connect with you again. Um, it's amazing that we were just saying that it's been, I think, almost exactly one year since we've met in person, uh, almost to the date. Um, and yeah, I guess my my whole story, my background, wow, there's so much to it. But, um, you know, we met through a mutual friend, uh, Daniel Eisenman, that I guess we've both had the pleasure of uh, doing a retreat with and um, sort of that whole culture and crew of people uh 
I feel very connected to, and I imagine you do as well. So it was really nice to meet you sort of through that whole world. Um, and that sort of brought us together. And I remember seeing your YouTube video years ago where you were actually with Daniel and uh, you were talking about cannabis. And I just remember thinking like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, cause I hadn't seen in that, in that crew sort of those, uh, that topic discussed. And then when I sort of came, uh, you know, to one of the international tribe design retreats, um, I ended up actually talking a lot about cannabis. It was just really interesting because I don't even think I really even know all that much, but what's interesting is how little everyone else knows. Um, and I actually end up knowing a lot just based on, you know, being in this industry for the last few years, like I have, but, um, yeah, to kind of get to my story, I've, uh, you know, on the topic of, I guess, cannabis in general. Um, you know, I'm a musician as well, audio engineer. Um, and uh, that's really what I put most of my life into. And I was always um, very fond of gardening. I have a really great green thumb, it turns out. I'm good with plants. And, uh, and years ago, I ended up working at a restaurant um, in Athens, Georgia, where I'm actually initially from, uh, called Farm 255. It's one of the first slow food restaurants in the South. Uh, part of the slow food movement. And that's what really uh, triggered a lot in me um, as far as, you know, different ways to go about growing something. Um, and, you know, that farm produced most of its own vegetables and meat and stuff. So that was sort of this beginning of these concepts of like, wow, agriculture and my sort of fascination with it. And then I made my way at an opportunity to go to California and to really get into the medical cannabis industry. Um and so I did that, you know, years ago now and um, spent probably about two years out there focusing on the medical cannabis industry and really focusing on organic methods of growing uh, production techniques. You know, I was really focused on a boutique, high quality, clean product. Um, I had seen so many grows uh, throughout the state and other states that, you know, really focus on, you know, uh, salt-based nutrients, chemical-based nutrients, um, you know, inorganic methods, pesticides, uh, inorganic substrates to grow, and just things that I found that at the end of the day just didn't really produce the kind of product I was looking for and um, what I would want for both a recreational purpose or a medicinal purpose. Uh, so I really just put a lot of my time into sort of the things I had learned, uh, again, from back in those days of understanding slow food and organics and the whole farm-to-table movement. And really just started bringing those like ideas towards cannabis and um, ended up making my way up to Portland, Oregon um, for both music and cannabis. Uh, my bandmate at the time, she had moved here. We were working on a record. And then uh, I started to really implement my organic methods and put a brand to it called Hi-Fi, uh, Hi-Fi Farms, H-I-F-I. Um, therefore, it's sort of tying the, the world of music to cannabis Uh because as most people know, like what goes better than music and cannabis, um, as far as what goes better. Um, so Hi-Fi Farms was born, and that was, uh, you know, a brand uh, that was sort of wrapped a little bit around, you know, the culture and identity that I came from and was implementing those organic, sustainable methods. And uh, it started off in just a medical grow uh, in, in a Portland basement. And then over the last few years, uh, built that into a pretty substantial company. And we did a really fantastic um, capital raise. And I brought on a few partners. And we ended up purchasing a 50-acre farm right outside of Portland, Oregon. And just at the beginning of this year, got our recreational cannabis license to be able to sell recreationally and cultivate in the state. And, um, yeah, and are currently, you know, 
getting that machine. You know, uh, we just really entered, I guess, the recreational market officially with product um, just in the last couple of months. So it's been slow start getting things going in the recreational. You know, we were very prominent in medical, but there's a lot of changes that have happened just making that switch. And then um, that kind of brings uh, to where we are now, you know, and these days with the company, I uh, really just focus on, you know, bringing my cultivation skills and methodology uh, to it and just, and, um, and then I spend the other half of my time uh, focusing back on music and in the studio and uh, just trying to keep uh, both those worlds going. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm curious what it was, and if you have a story about sort of how your relationship with cannabis began. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, for me, you know, and I'll just put it all on the table here, you know, like I have always been very fond of cannabis. It it just worked for me. You know, I've never, and I'd say on a recreational level, it was definitely, you know, I started at a, when I was young. I think I probably smoked uh, cannabis for the first time when I was you know, 13 years old, which, you know, uh, I wouldn't recommend that a 13-year-old smoke cannabis at all. Um, but that is when I first, you know, tried it. And, you know, and then a few times throughout the years and my teenage years and stuff. Um, but I was never a big drinker. You know, I never really drank alcohol. You know, I will on occasion, but it's never been something that really I've enjoyed. So uh, and other drugs and stuff like that, I've never really just been drawn to. And for me, cannabis um, has been sort of uh, recreationally my drug of choice. And, uh, you know, I think has really helped me and been a big part of my life on a creative level and on a probably a anti-stress, anti-anxiety level. Um, and so that's kind of where it began. It just something that was just kind of part of my life. And then, you know, slowly ended up uh, becoming quite good at gardening and then ended up my, in California uh, bringing those skills to that plant. And, you know, it just, I have a good relationship with the plant. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I find there's like this, this sea change taking place as cannabis becomes more and more, you know, widely available and legally available and recognized as a true medicinal herb as, as it, you know, should be, um, that it is really about that relationship, right? Like bringing, at least for me, you know, bringing, bringing a mindfulness to that relationship so that we can, um, you know, keep it in balance. Because I know for myself and many of my friends, and I imagine for you there have probably been times where you may have been a little bit out of balance with the relationship, right? Or maybe using it to escape or using it to numb instead of using it to enhance or to... Uh, the way I think about it now in many in many ways, and, and usually I'm just sort of micro-dosing with it, is sort of helps me to tune in, right? Just to tune in deeper to myself, to my environment, to, you know, my emotions, to, you know, what's going on. It's like checking in, okay, Brian, like, you know, how, how have you been taking care of yourself? Um, and is there anything you've been ignoring or forgotten about that needs to be dealt with? Um... And I find it such a um, such a wise teacher in that sense um, that it yeah. can help help reconnect us, right? Help reconnect us to 
to ourselves, to um, to each other, and and really just to the environment um, or nature uh, on the whole. Um, and so I'm curious, right? How that um, if you share any of those sentiments, if you see that spreading with people, or are people really, you know, just still just looking to get high, looking to escape or unwind, or um, like, do you notice in yourself or with the people that you um, serve in that market that there's a, a sort of changing conversation around this stuff? Yeah, I would say I resonate with everything you just said. Um, you know, cannabis is a powerful plant. And, you know, I would say from to the positive aspects of helping you tune in and sort of drop in to a certain space for focus and creativity and enhancement, but just as much um, as an escapist tool and for numbing and for avoiding and can absolutely be a crutch. Um, you know, as I believe anything can, but I don't think people talk enough about, you know, necessarily the, uh, I'm not going to say the dark side of cannabis, because I don't think cannabis has that dark of a side compared to, you know, m maybe other substances. Uh, like, I, I think sugar is probably, you know, a more dangerous and worse and addictive uh, substance. But, um, but yes, I agree. And that's something I, I try to talk about often with people is, you know, how to use, it's a tool and it's how you use it. Um, but the best thing that I, I, I've, I've come up with lately and how I describe it is, you know, and I've, I've consumed a lot of cannabis over the years. And how I now view it is I don't think of cannabis as something that will completely change your state. It can in the right moments, but I find it, it more enhances what you're already feeling. Um, at least for me, this is my experience and this is the experience I've noticed of others. So an example would be, if I'm really stressed out and anxious or my body isn't feeling good and I smoke cannabis, I'm not necessarily going to feel better. I might feel more of those things. Um, and I don't, and I'm looking to maybe consume it for the purpose of relaxation and it, and it can have that effect, but I find it more as an enhancer. So if I'm already, let's say in a very relaxed state and I'm, with friends and we're in a backyard and it's this beautiful setting and I'm already feeling good and then I consume cannabis, um, it will enhance that state. And I've noticed that with people, when, you know, when we consume, it's like, oh, I felt really this way. I felt really that way. And there's lots of reasons for that that aren't just cannabis. I really think it's where are you at in the moment and then making that connection to know when it's proper to use or what's a certain amount. Um, and dose is everything and strain is everything, you know, two, the, two different strains will make you feel a very different way. Um, so these are when we start getting into the nuance of the education of understanding how this plant feels, you know, like when someone says, you know, cannabis makes me feel this way. That's true and yet not true. And that, you know, have they tried all these other strains with these different terpene and cannabinoid profiles? So this is where we're, we're going through uh, the beginning of a giant, you know, education process. Um, so as we learn that and as we become more detailed and nuanced in the same ways we are with our diet or even our spiritual practice or something, the more we learn and understand it, the more we can learn to use it for the, for the, for the right reasons for us in that moment, if that all makes sense.
Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I'm very much in the same way of thinking that, you know, it's a tool. It's a tool that needs to be respected. We want to know, you know, how it works, how to work with it, um, the different strains, varieties, um, and, and, you know, treating it as as uh, an experimental sort of practice, right? Because you don't know how a certain strain is going to affect you and you don't know how a certain sort of extract or, you know, different way of, of taking um, any, any, any tool or any medicine in this case. Um, and so, yeah, maintaining that awareness, uh, you know, being uh, plugged into some of the research that continues to come out. And, you know, there's... Um, there's a lot. There's a lot that I'm seeing come through in terms of in terms of terpenes and in terms of uh, all of the you know dozens, dozens, dozens of cannabinoids that we we haven't been able to study yet. So it's a really exciting time I find for myself um, being able to play with some of these things. Um, but in terms of well, I'm curious how and if I mean, I mean we did meet at a biohacking conference and I know that you have a few things going on at least you did at the time in terms of your own sort of self-optimization right in terms of the, the infrared sauna going um, and a few yeah. other things and I'm curious if around cannabis use in particular if you have any you know sort of like vitamin stacks or practices or other herbs that you might like to combine for sort of synergistic effects. Um, I'm just curious if that's something that you you know dabble with, and, and if so, what uh, what those might be your sort of your go-to's. Yeah, I'm actually starting to dabble more, and I'm very much into this whole microdosing movement in general, and looking for that sort of uh, minimum effective dose concept. And then, and because here in Oregon, we have uh, a regulated market of really quality testing and quality pesticide testing. And I'd say of all the states, um, we have probably the highest standards for the products that is allowed to be put out. But you have a lot of products coming out, tinctures, um, uh, non-decarboxylated capsules of THCA or THCV, you have all these interesting things that uh, don't necess- that will have an effect on the body, but not necessarily a psychoactive one. So uh, I am starting, and I say starting, like literally just starting out as these products are really just becoming available, to focus on, like in the morning, you know, I take a lot of herbs. I mainly focus on like herbal supplements and like, you know, grass-fed beef liver and things like that, like more whole food stuff. And I'm interested in taking cannabis um, like maybe a raw powdered form or maybe a THCA, which is a non-decarboxylated form, uh, and just experimenting with, you know, supplementing those at different doses. Uh, again, that's a non-psychoactive uh, thing. It's more about the nut- nutritional value or the um, what we're learning about how the cannabinoids work with our cannabinoid receptors in the body, stuff I, I really understand on a very low level. Um, and as new science that we're learning. I mean, there's so, we, we know so little really when it comes down to it. Um, and so over the coming years, decades, we're going to learn so much in this new, you know, worldwide industry that it's turning into. Um, but yeah, you know, I know from just anecdotal use, you know, uh, you know, you talk about the infrared sauna, you know, one of my favorite things is to, you know, smoke, uh, and I prefer, for me, I, I prefer smoking cannabis. I've actually tried vaporizing. 
I've tried edibles. I've tried everything. I prefer, for me, the effect that comes from smoking it and knowing that there's probably downsides to smoking, um, obviously, a product. There's no doubt about that. Uh, recently, I've been blending it. So for the microdosing aspect, I'll take a, a quality organic product and then I'll grind it up and I'll mix it with I've been doing a uh, actually from Canada uh, it's a wild smoking blend of wild crafted herbs uh, with like skullcap and mullein and um, there's you know it's probably about 10 different things in there all coming off Vancouver Island and I've been really loving the the you know relaxing effects of those herbs with just a little bit of cannabis mixed in um, so that's one way to approach sort of a microdosing uh, aspect. I, I don't personally enjoy tobacco. Uh, I know a lot of people do, so a lot of people will mix it in like a spliff or like a microdosing effect. Um, I'm preferring, you know, this sort of, I think it's Harmonic Arts um, off Vancouver Island makes an amazing um, wild-crafted, really beautifully tasting blend. Um, so if you're going to smoke cannabis on its own, you know, I just recommend, honestly, take one draw just focus on one hit or one draw whatever you want to call it um and just start there i think a lot of people really underestimate uh the power of a dose off you know size of the especially when you're smoking it so i really recommend that just start light and start with one tiny little thing and just see how that makes you feel because once you take a second hit you're really doubling up on that dose uh which is the best way to look at it so it can have a really strong effect by just taking a second draw so, um, yeah, you know, I, I experiment with all these things because I think the future is being able, as a, as from a business perspective, being able to educate the consumer on, you know, best practices for, like, people need to, when you go and get a bottle of vodka, you know not to drink the entire bottle right there in one sitting. Um, but we had to go through that process to learn that, you know. Uh, a lot of people had to drink an entire bottle. So we learn and then we educate ourselves and we start learning what our own personal um, dose is, if you will. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. I'm with you on a lot of that. Um, and yeah, shout out to Harmonic Arts. They make some amazing, uh, amazing, amazing herbal products. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah, Yarrow is amazing. I met Yarrow at the International Tribe Design Retreat in British Columbia, actually. Uh, he was incredible, blew my mind. One of the most phenomenal people I've ever met. And honestly, another hack uh, is raw cannabis. So I have obviously access to high quality, really amazing organic plants. Um, so again, something I'm just starting to do is, you know, blend uh, a leaf or two. Um, and this is not the flower itself. This is just the actual leaves uh, of the plant, water leaves, if you will, as they're often called. And uh, just taking one or two and blending them in a smoothie. And, um, you know, just for the nutritional value, and there's potentially a lot of uh, value in the cannabinoids that are present in there. But that's something I'm really, I can't speak to the science to of, but I'm really just sort of adding it in like another supplement like moringa or kelp and all these other things I do. You know, cannabis leaves, I think, will just be a part of, uh, you know, a superfood, if you will. Yeah, definitely. That's something I've been doing for the past four years, I guess, as I've had just a few plants, you know, growing in my parents' backyard or in a friend's farm, you know, just, you know, more of a hobby. And it really, there's, I do sense this like subtle, um, almost like a calming effect. It's like, I feel just more like 
it's easier to get into the zone, if that makes sense, um, when I have a little bit of that in a smoothie or something like that. So there's definitely something going on there um, that I'm a big fan of and that oh. I, think, I think we will see, you know, as more and more people, because about right now it's only if you're growing it are you going to be able to actually do that, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I can't imagine it'll be too long before you'll find, you know, um, frozen cannabis leaves or like frozen cannabis leaf juice, like similar to like a wheatgrass juice, right? And yeah, people will be popping it into smoothies and ordering it at juice bars and um, it'll just further continue to integrate, right? Continue to integrate into what's already, um, you know, what's already happening in terms of the health and wellness um, and, you know, holistic living uh, spaces as they were. Definitely, definitely. You're going to see all, I mean, the amount of products that we're going to see coming out in the coming years. Uh, out of Canada as well, I mean, if, if not especially Canada, with the fact that you guys have a federal uh, legalization system coming into place, um, you know, Canada, I see as being on the forefront of the entire cannabis movement worldwide. Um, and it's just beginning, but it's, you know, it's going to be kind of amazing up there. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the hope. That's the hope. You know, as long as the government doesn't mess it up with trying to over control and over regulate everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be Which interesting. Which they do do at the moment. It is. I've spent some time in Canada with cannabis consultants up there. It is a very different thing than in the States and uh, regulated very heavily in, in very different ways than we are here. They, re they regulate the way it's grown much more strict than we do here. Um, it's almost more viewed as a pharmaceutical product up there versus down here. We can grow in dirt and greenhouses, and that's something you're not able to do within that system up there yet. But I believe that will change over the coming years. Yeah, I hope so, because, I mean, for myself and a lot of people, you want to have more of a naturally grown product, right? Um, and it, it just... It goes in my mind, it sort of plays in my mind that, you know, what's the, what's the energy and the essence going to be of this medicine when it's being grown in like a sterile factory sort of environment, right? Yeah. Um, I imagine that's got to have an impact on the plants and on the things that they then produce and express and um, that are then processed into products um, that, that's far different than if you have some plants out in a field somewhere. Um, or in a greenhouse, um, but still connected to the earth in that really, you know, uh, foundational way. So very, very interesting um, to potentially see how it goes. And given the fact that you guys are ahead of the curve down there currently, you know, in terms of access and in terms of different products, um, you know, I'm curious, what are some of the most interesting products? And you mentioned a couple in terms of the, you know, the non-decarbed extracts and so forth. Um, so what are maybe some of the interesting products you're seeing? And then where are maybe opportunities that you see um, that aren't being, you know, talked about? And by all means, if you, you know, have business plans to go into that and don't want to talk about it on the air, that's totally cool. <laughs> um, but if there's things that you feel comfortable sharing with other people who, you know, they might be seeing legalization coming either to their country or to their state and want to really be part of, of sharing that with folks, um, so I'm just curious to see, you know, where where you're at with all that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many great products coming out these days. And, you know, first and foremost, what I feel like what we do differently at Hi-Fi and then a lot of the other grows that I've, I've worked with is, again, the organic approach. And the most exciting thing there is not only are we able to grow a much higher, if not the highest top shelf product possible, um, but you're able to grow it at almost the lowest cost possible. Um, a lot of people are afraid of organics because they think it's going to be more expensive or more laborious or something. And in my experience, it is none of those. It is cheaper. It is a better product. It is easier to run. It is easier to maintain. Um, I feel like majority of the in industry is sort of hypnotized into thinking that it's better to do it in warehouses with artificial lighting and, um, you know, chemical nutrients. So, uh, by growing, you know, in greenhouses, in the sun, in in real soil, in quality soil with high quality ingredients, we are actually creating more microbial life on this earth. We are sequestering carbon, um, you know, growing products like cannabis and hemp, uh, you know, just to tie into like the bigger picture of, you know, what's possible just through something as basic as agricultural techniques in what's going to be one of the largest, you know, crops in America, um, if not Canada here soon, especially on a cash crop. Um, but that's not completely answering your question. How that ties into, uh, the products I'm seeing is, uh, because we have, you know, so much more high quality sun grown, soil grown cannabis, we're seeing what I'm seeing as a more medicinal product coming out. Um, so yeah, THCA capsules, I think is one exciting product. Um, you know, we have a product coming out that is a, uh, low dose CBD extract pen. It's actually, um, aromatherapy, uh, organic essential oils in a vape pen and these amazing blends that just taste absolutely incredible and have a sedating effect on their own. But, um, with very low doses, of CBD or THC. Um, so let's say, you know, one draw on this vape pen would be, you know, one tenth or one twentieth of taking, you know, a hit if you were smoking it. Um, so, it, you know, it's just, it's a completely different experience. You do, you're able to sort of microdose and get all these other benefits. So that's going to be an amazing product that we hope to have out here later in the year. Um, my favorite product I've seen on the market is actually cannabis ice cream. Um, and it has been my favorite way to actually ingest cannabis. I don't do it often because I don't eat a lot of ice cream, but uh, it's a local company called Drip. And there's probably something to the fact that it's uh, – at first, it's a very high-quality grass-fed milk, amazing quality uh, product, ice cream, very, very artisan-made. Um, but And she blends in a uh, concentrate of, um, of the, you know, the shatter or wax that you can mix into that. Um, and there's something about the fat and just the way, the way the body digests it in a fat state uh, is my theory that allows it to be such a, a just a very pleasant and slow release um, process with it. I just I just absolutely love it. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything, you know, super exciting. I'm seeing, you know, in the concentrate world and the extract world, there's all kinds of amazing uh, products coming out. I'm not a big part of dabbing culture, if you will. Um, I think of it as sort of, you know, the crack of, of cannabis. Um, you know, it's just such a mega dose and such a tiny uh, instantly to the body. I could see for someone in hospice or someone in a lot of pain 
um, or potentially even cancer patients that are looking to get high doses, because I know a lot of that is going on, I can see that being useful. Um, but I'm not necessarily a big fan of the culture around it and those products that are coming out um, around that. Um, oh, my ultimate favorite product, and this is a product that I'm, I've been working on for the last year and hopefully we'll have coming out in the spring, uh, is a cannabis cigar. And it is actually uh, completely handmade uh, flower uh, core um, rosin, which is a mechanical extract, so no chemicals involved, um, and then wrapped in fresh cannabis leaves and then cured. Um, and I'm really wanting to do a high-quality, uh, you know, high-end experience that really showcases, you know, the true flavors and aspects you're going to get out of the cannabis plant. So lots of different stuff, kind of all over the board. Yeah, my goodness, my goodness. You got me all excited over here. Uh, uh, cannabis ice cream and cigars. Oh, my gosh. That's, I look forward to the day I can smoke one of those. Um, that's incredible. That's incredible. And I love how you mentioned the essential oil blends. There's something I just recently, as in like two nights ago, uh, tried for the first time and was really, really pleased. Um, and all we did, you know, my buddy has a volcano. All we did was put one drop of organic peppermint oil, um, which was quite intense, actually. Probably half a drop would be ideal if you could do half a drop. But the taste and the experience of that was so cool um, and just so novel and, like, delicious in this, like, multi-sensory way that it really got me thinking, you know, that it's, you know, long gone, I think, are the days of just... Um, plainly ingesting, um, you know, cannabis in whatever form it is. But, uh, I mean, especially for the people that are, you know, like us and like to geek out on this type of thing, there's just so many more, uh, you know, recipes, as it were, um, that are available to play with and to experiment with and to combine these different medicinals, to combine these different oils for specific effects. Um, so that's really cool. I haven't seen anything on the Canadian market yet, um, but I see people uh, just doing this on their own, mixing these things together. Um, so that is really cool. I love hearing about that. Yeah, one of the one of the best products I actually had recently, it was a homemade product, was actually a cannabis sauerkraut. Um, it was fermented cannabis with cabbage, and it was delicious and definitely has sort of a light microdosing effect. Oh my goodness. Ice cream and sauerkraut? This is too much. This is too much. <laughs> you gotta bring, I gotta, we gotta get this stuff happening in, up in Canada here. We're long yeah. overdue. You know, and then on the medicinal side, um, you know, I've seen inhalers, I've seen suppositories. Um, I mean, in California, I mean, I believe Whoopi Goldberg is a endorsee and owner of, uh, you know, a tampon company that is going to do cannabis infused for, for menstrual pain. I mean, it's just the sky's the limit on the types of products that are going to be coming out to, to see if, what problems they can solve. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I know we don't have a ton of time left for this round one. We're going to have to do a round two. Um, and get into talking tiny homes and sustainability and sort of travel and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because um, that's an entire different side of things that uh, I know we're both really into. Um, 
But bringing this one down, I'd like to ask a couple questions that sort of, you know, um, are consistent throughout and that that I don't see or, or hear a lot of other sort of interviews or podcasts talk about or ask. Um, and the first one there is, what is one thing that you either recently or are currently letting go of? What is one thing that I'm currently letting go of? Hmm. That's a good question. And that could be a physical thing. It could be a habit. It could be, you know, an emotional addiction. It could be anything. It could be totally anything. Wow. Yeah. I think right now what's coming up, and the answer I would say, um, is a big one actually for me in the, in the very recent future or recent past, um, in that I'm, I'm trying to let go of seeing people for who, for what their potential of who they could be is and instead see them for who they are. Mm, that's a big one. <laughs> this is a big one for me where I came to this realization that I didn't, I don't think I had complete clarity on people in my life. I, I have this tendency to see, in, in a, in a, I, I've always looked at it as something noble where I feel like I see the best in people. And I think, you know, at my age of 37 now, I've now learned that that is, it's good. I like that about myself. Um, it's made me a good producer. It's made me in the studio because I really, I, I like to pull the, you know, goods out of people. But it's also done me a lot of bad where I don't think I had proper clarity on the person I was seeing and I was seeing the potential in that person and not seeing the person for who they were right now in this moment. And that is something I am trying to let go of and have more clarity. Mm. If I could suggest that you can stop trying and, and let it go. Just, mm. a little, just a little language hack there. I know you're... I love it. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that because that's... Yeah. That's a big one. I find myself doing similar, um, you know, perceiving similarly, and then having that uh, really cut me off from experiencing a person who, as they are, um, and accepting them and loving them as they are, instead of the ideal version that I would like to, you know, fantasize about. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Powerful. Yeah. Another another one is if you had three resources, this could be a book, documentary, uh, sort of a life experience or philosophy, um, your top three that you would recommend to folks that are, um, you know, looking to grow, looking to connect to themselves deeper, looking to learn, looking to evolve, looking to get the most out of life, what might those three things be? Mm. Mm, that's a good question as well. <sighs> For me, and I'm just going to kind of stream of consciousness this as it just comes up. Mm -hmm. um, for me, some big realizations, breakthroughs, epiphanies I've had that I would apply to my, my, my life as my top three things is I think a practice of some sort. I think you have to, I say, number one is define your practice. 
I feel like if we don't have a practice, then we'll, we, we'll probably going to go insane. So we have to have, whether that's meditating or jujitsu or yoga or whatever your thing is, rock climbing, there has to be some sort of daily practice to keep the mind and body in balance. Um, and it's taken me a long time to, to realize the importance of that practice. And also realizing you have to define it for yourself. Everyone has their own. They have that thing that works what works for me might not work for you, but whatever it is, you gotta find something. Um, that's one. Two other things. Uh, hmm. You know, you mentioned books. I'll throw something out there. Um, one of my favorite books of all time is a book called Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Uh, I recommend everyone go read that book. And it's fiction. It's a, the story of a king that tries to live a thousand years. Um, and it's, and it successfully lives a thousand years. But it's so much more than that. At the end of the day, it's a book about learning to not take life seriously at all. And recognize that no one has the answers and everybody has the answers. And that we're just lost in the chaos and that's okay. And that book I read when I was 15 and just completely changed my life. And to this day, I'll just grab it, turn to any random page, read 20 pages and just put it down. Uh, it's a true work of art. So I highly recommend that because at the end of the day, you gotta just not take shit too seriously and realize we don't really matter. <laughs> and yeah, that's a big lesson. And last but not least, oh man. Um, if I'd say anything, get in the dirt. You know, I want to bring it back to cannabis and tie all this together a little bit. But get get in the dirt, literally. Like, get dirty. Get dirt on your body. Get back into nature. Um, I really think the only way we're going to save this planet is if we learn to grow in soil again and learn to get the soil back in our body Uh and get the microbes and get the carbon back in the soil and just get more connected. You know, the breakdown of our environment to me is so connected to our disconnection from the environment. Um, so whatever we can do to reconnect, I think we'll just make everything better. Yes. Could not agree more. I could not agree more. So yeah, thank you for those. I had never heard of jitterbug perfume. I look forward to checking that out. Mm. It'll be a nice break from the, the typical nonfiction uh, diet that I, my my information comes from. Um, but yeah, oh man, that's incredible. Nature, the power of nature, the power of nature never ceases to amaze me, um, and the wisdom that's there if we just slow down enough and tune in and and get curious, right, and, and open up to receive the answers that we're looking for. It's all there. Um, so I completely, completely resonate with those. And um, yeah, I just want to take a second and uh, you know just acknowledge you for this mission that you're on, right? And the work that you're doing um, to help spread this, right? To help reconnect individuals, to stay connected yourself, very, very important. Um, and to create and share the best quality herbal medicines that you can produce. I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing here. I, I appreciate 
meeting you amongst this amazing group of people that we've all become accustomed to knowing. And uh, I love that you're doing this podcast and uh, you're my neighbor to the north. And uh, yeah, I love being connected like this. Beautiful. Beautiful. So if people want to find you or to find Hi-Fi, what are the best places online to uh, to look you up or look yeah. Some of your products. Um, in cannabis right now, you can go to HiFi Farms, H-I-F-I Farms.com. Uh, for myself, I actually have my, my website, ckkotch.com, in the works. It is not up yet. But you can check out MajorLoveEvent.com, which is uh, my uh, band with my close friend, Rebecca Van Dam. And uh, she writes all the music, and I do all the production, and then we play it live together. Um, and it's called Major Love Event. We just released our first record, and you can find it all at MajorLoveEvent.com. Okay, Major Love Event, and I got the other ones in there. And uh, for people listening, you'll find all of the links to what we talked about, all the things that we mentioned over at brianhardy.ca forward slash hi-fi, H-I-F-I. And... Until next time, we're going to have to get you on again and, and dive into you know more of the nomadic, holistic lifestyle. Yes, um, too. That would be fun. But until then, I just uh, yeah, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I hope this has been valuable. I hope you've learned something or maybe been inspired to try something new. And uh, until next time, keep redefining reality. Excellent. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes. Give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep Redefining Reality. Pine, I am calling to you, husband. I am singing to you, redwood. Hear this song. Birch bark, weeping willow. Sorrow may
Choose that you can soothe. 